pour yourself a cup of coffee. It's the Sunny Side Up Show with Edgar and Philip. Okay, um, change of pace for these last two. <laughs> yeah, these last two episodes uh, have been about more personal, more personal things. This is. Um, well, it's personal. It's our uh, own personal yeah, list. Look at, yeah. uh, we had so much fun doing the Quentin Tarantino uh, filmography ranking that we thought we should do it again with another quintessential director. Um, and we both decided on Wes Anderson, who um, is a special director for us because, one, he's from our hometown. He's from yep. Austin. Um, he's a Texas boy. Um, and he's really made his, like his unique voice. Uh, there's no one like him and he's made his mark in cinema in a way that most modern directors really haven't. Um, When you see a Wes Anderson picture, you know you're watching a Wes Anderson picture. Um, And just seeing how his style has evolved over the years is super fascinating. Uh, So yeah, we decided let's do it on our Texas boy, Wes Anderson. Yes. Um, All right, so we're going to try to go fairly quick because we know that these movie episodes can... Last forever, <laughs> and our listeners want shorter episodes, so we're we're gonna move. We're gonna try to breeze through this uh, faster than uh, maybe the Quentin episode, uh, but no promises, because you know you know how we be. Yeah. Um. But let. So there's nine total. There's nine total. We're only counting feature films. Yes, including the animated movies. Yes. We are not including his short films, which he's done uh, many of. Um. And we're also not including any of the movies that he's uh produced and and has written but not directed so we're only counting his direct his direct his his direct directorial (laughs) features um i can't speak Um, that's a tough one (laughs) anyways uh yes so let's start with number nine which by the way i can i'm already gonna say it my list will anger some people i'm already saying it i'm putting it out there mine could too but i feel like when you hear my reasonings, maybe you'll understand. Oh yes, and also I want to say um, that uh, for a lot of people, the rankings already kind of set in stone because a lot of people, uh, it's like people have unanimous, unanimously decided that certain Wes Anderson movies are way better than others. Yeah, which is why I think I'm going to anger people because my list may not necessarily reflect those views. Well, I'm excited. Maybe you'll be the one that. But I think my, as you get to the end of my list, it becomes a little more traditional too. Like and the top, especially three. to me, especially yeah. to me. Okay. Uh, but I think that's fair. Let's start with number nine. So, Philip, what is your number nine pick for? Your Wes Anderson. Uh, so I will tell you why this is my number nine. Uh, I've never seen it. Oh, oh, it, okay. It is the one Wes Anderson movie that I've, I've seen. Never all seen. his movies, by the way. Uh, this is the only one I haven't seen. Okay. And it was because I rolled my eyes so hard at the trailer that I was like, I have no interest in seeing this. I don't care that Wes Anderson is attached to it. Oh wow! I have no desire to see this type of movie, and that is Moonrise Kingdom. I oh. do not care about a love boy story scout, between like a boy children. scout. Yeah, I don't. I don't really care for children-centric movies. Wow. Um, I, I just don't. Movie. By the it's, way, I love all his movies. Can I just say? I I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i assuming... Look, if I saw Moonrise Kingdom, I'd probably be like, yeah, it was shot really well. Yeah. But again, it's just one of those... You just had zero interest in a little kid 
Boy Scout yeah, slash no. whatever yeah. love story. Yeah. And so that's the only reason it's at the bottom of my list. Okay. Fair enough. I've never seen it. It's the um, only one I have not seen. Okay. Fair enough. I've seen all his movies. Okay. Uh, my number nine um, is actually the Darjeeling Limited. Okay. Uh, which I, to me is just, but by the way, just like we said for the Quentin movies, I like all of these movies. Right. Uh, actually, there's one Quentin movie that I don't like that much that I mentioned, uh, um, Hateful Eight, but it's not about Quentin. Uh, but yes, Wes Anderson, I actually love all his movies, but my least favorite of his is The Darjeeling Limited. It's the story of uh, brothers who travel to India after the passing of their father, or actually years after the passing of their father in search of their mother. Um, it's a whole thing. Uh, to me, It just of all his movies, it just felt the most... One, meandering a little bit, but two, um, sort of lost focus on um, the, like, I I didn't necessarily care as much about the characters or what they lost focus. And to me, they felt like little entitled, arrogant characters, which is a common criticism that Wes Anderson movies get. And I think this is the quintessential uh, 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 film for that. And this is why a lot of people get a little annoyed with some of his characters, which tend to be white privileged rich like what rich white privileged people who um are very arrogant and entitled um and this is the movie about that you know what i mean yeah. and that's for me not to say i don't like it because i do i do really like the movie uh but just compared to all his other movies that one was just i couldn't take it like i it, compared to the other ones i i really couldn't uh but there are a lot of things that i do really love about the movie especially the music choices um the 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 way it was filmed uh there's a lot that i do like there so anyways yeah my number nine i think that's a good one okay um, moving on makes sense because it's your number eight it's my number eight perfect All um right. which I, is great because my number eight is moonrise kingdom so <laughs> <laughs> uh, how perfect yeah so it's just it kind of was uh, so there was a short film Prior to yes. it, Hotel Chevlar, yes, which I thought was really fantastic, yes, and got me excited for the Dar- Darjeeling Limited. I love the cast, yeah, I love the cast: Jason Schwartzman, yeah. Owen Wilson, and, and it uh, seemed like it was just going to be Brody. kind of like that fun, quirky um, right. road trip movie. And I, I, I do enjoy a good road trip movie, and it for, for a lot of it, it is, but yes, but it just. By the end of it, felt lackluster. And it, yes, like it built up to this huge thing, and it never quite got there. Yeah, for and sure. To me, I just felt like by the end of it, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, this, and it could have partially been high expectations on my end, but I just, I remember walking out of it just being like, nah. Yeah. I, I, I and I, I think I've only maybe seen it twice. Yeah. And to. To, to be fair, like I said, there are a lot of enjoyable things to it. And especially for me is the music. I think that's some of his best music selection. So much so that a lot of those songs actually ended up becoming some of like my all-time favorites. So, Yeah. Which Wes Anderson, like Quentin Tarantino, amazing at picking music. Just amazing. Um, although he sort of has the one genre that he really loves, which is sort of like British invasion and British yeah. post-punk and stuff, or punk music. Um, yeah. So for me, Moonrise Kingdom is my number eight. Moonrise Kingdom... Um, yeah, it, you know, I, there's a lot that I enjoy there, uh, but it's a little lower ranking because very similar to Darjeeling Limited, it didn't quite build up to what I maybe necessarily had in my mind. 
Um, but I do enjoy it, and I do think it's a very sweet story. And actually, Philip, even though you don't seem interested, it's not what you think. It's actually very different than what you think. And there's... Okay. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers away, so I won't, but there is um, more to the story than than you would think. Yeah. Um, but it's actually one of those more like cutesy films, um, although they're... It's you know there there are some sad things in there, um, very interesting. But yeah, Moonrise Kingdom. All right, that's your a good one. Seven. My uh, number seven would be Bottle Rocket. Oh, interesting. now this is one that's of very his low for Bottle Rocket earliest films. Yes. Um, and I think it's kind his of first movie. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Oh wait, is it? Yes. So he did a Bottle Rocket short. Oh, and then that's he did right. Bottle that's Rocket, right. The movie. So, and again, I actually really enjoy this movie, but when I look at everything that comes before that, there's a reason why. Right. Um, It's his least stylized movie, so for me, when I'm looking at Wes Anderson movies... It's before his style is firmly in place. I actually kind of forget that he did Bottle Rocket. Right. Um, But the... The building blocks for his style are in that's Bottle true, Rocket, and a lot of so like Wes Anderson tropes, yes, you know, are very prominent in that first movie. Yes, um, and I do enjoy the story. I think it's a great movie, mm. um, and I'm sure it's pretty high on a lot of people's list. But oh yeah, for me, <laughs> for, for me personally, spoiler is very high on my list. <laughs> so, um, I, and I think that's just kind of all it is. It's okay. the only thing that keeps it from. Fair being higher is that it just wasn't that Wes Anderson style that, that I grew right. to love. Exactly. Uh, fair enough. But speaking of his style, my number seven, possibly his most stylized film ever. And that's saying a lot. Grand Budapest. <gasps> Hotel. Wow. Yes. So I love this movie. This is such a great movie. Uh, but again, you know, when you're trying to rank these movies and there's so many other movies that you love, it's hard. Uh, to me, Grand Budapest Hotel, great story, uh, epic story. Um, there's a love story there, too. Uh, a lot of fun. The colors, the uh, architecture, the just the, the way it was filmed, everything about it, it just bleeds Wes Anderson. Uh, and it's just perfect. And there, you know, some one of my favorite like shots ever is of the police officer checking all the stuff going into the prison. <laughs> Like quintessential mm-hmm. Wes Anderson, and to me, Grand Budapest Hotel is like the most Wes Anderson, Anderson you can get. Like the mo- just the most version of Wes Anderson you can be. Yeah, and that's all great. Uh, but to me, uh, it sort of lacked some of the uh, passion and some of the um, just fire from some of his um, earlier films, because Grand Budapest is one of his more recent films. Right. Uh, uh, and it's actually his last live-action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So I put it there. Not to say I don't like it. I really do like it, and I'm sure you're going to talk about it more. Much here, later. Sh- much later. Here no, shortly. Much, much later <laughs> oh, okay. in the episode. Uh, I'll be fair discussing. enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, that movie. Um, so up next, this would be his most recent animated movie oh we have um, the same number six i do love isle of dogs isle of dogs me too number six but again i just remember walking out of the movie and being like that was a wes anderson movie like it's good um i enjoy all the voices the story is very interesting yeah but i do remember at times when watching this movie i kind of dipped in and out a little bit mm. um but again, 
I, I thoroughly enjoyed this story. Like, honestly, some days I would probably put Bottle Rocket above this. Um, but again, it's just I love that style of animation. Yes, oh, um, the stop motion and love it. And it's just I, I don't know. There was something. Like that hit real home with, yeah. you know, kind of like the relationship between a boy and his dog. Yes. Uh, there was just something that, I mean, I you know, I cried in yeah. this movie. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I love this movie. Everything you said, plus uh, Wes Anderson's love of Japan is here in full force. There you go. And so he goes through <laughs> a lot of, um, it's very obvious, Wes Anderson is very obvious that he has a, a lot of love for certain like cultures and things in yeah. Japan. Is one of those things, and it's one of those things that you've seen in all his movies. But this is the first time that he's really spent a, a whole movie in the, in that location in Japan. Yeah. Um, and to me, Isle of Dogs beautifully acted by all the voices: Brian Cranston, like Edward Norton, like so many great people in this movie. Uh, the boy speaks in Japanese the entire time, mm-hmm. uh, so that's very fascinating and interesting. Um, and just, you know, the animation style is Mr. Fantastic Mr. Fox taken to the next level. Right. And that's what's so amazing about this movie. Uh, and, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I saw it twice in theaters. I enjoyed it that oh, wow. much. Um, and, and everyone that I saw it with loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some like hesitation at first when the movie first came out. Cause they're like, Ooh, Wes Anderson doing like Japanese story. Like it's right. a little weird. Uh, but it's really, it's really nothing like that. Like the trailers kind of portray it in a different way yeah. than what it truly is. Right. Um, but I, I can, I can still see some of that criticism. It's still the sort of this like Western voyeuristic view of what Japan is, <laughs> uh, which you know, fair enough. But uh, good movie. Um, but to me, not as good as my next one. So yeah, yeah. That's kind of that's kind of where I am. Uh, so. This is the one that I may receive a little bit of flack for oh, no. for being as oh, no. low as it is because I think it's maybe a bunch of people's number ones. Oh no! Uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, um, okay. Would be my number five. I again, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I I like the. I, I've always been a big fan of like the quirky family dynamic. Right. You know, I love shows like Arrested Development and um, Shit's Creek and shows like that where you have these just like it's literally a family full of characters. Right. A bunch of people with these weird quirks. But to me, I remember watching the movie and just being like, okay, there's certain things that I don't really care about. Um, story-wise that aren't as interesting to me or maybe just don't resonate with me in a certain way. Um, but I do like the humor. Um, the cast is amazing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it was just kind of like, ah, okay, you know. I'd probably say I've seen it a bunch of times, but outside of the top five, this will be my least watched. Interesting. Of the, of the more popular Wes Anderson films. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, my number five is his next animated feature film, <laughs> Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. I love this movie, adore this movie. Um, I think the story in Fantastic Mr. Fox is a little more robust, a little more fleshed out, and that's why it barely beats Isle of Dogs. Uh, but Fantastic Mr. Fox just, again, powerhouse cast, but also sets up the Wes Anderson animated world 
And it's so crazy how well animation works for Wes Anderson, someone who is so uh, 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 observant and hyper uh, aware of how he wants his scene set up. And he's very particular and meticulous. Uh, So animation is very perfect. And Fantastic Mr. Fox just proved it. And I don't know. I just, I love this movie. It's so much fun. So interesting. uh, And it just, you know. It, oh, and it's Wes Anderson's first like adaptation of something. Yeah. Um, so it's not like his full, but it's still him. Like you watch the movie, and it's still him. Um, yeah, and it's just you know it's a lot of fun too. It's a, yeah. it's a fun movie. So yeah, I had to put it as my number five. I think that's a good choice. Uh, my number four, Rushmore. Wow. Um. Dang. So low. Interesting. Okay. I mean, look. I I love Rushmore. I think yes. it's a great high school movie. Yes. Um, when I talk about high school movies that people watch, obviously you're gonna want to watch all the John Hughes movies like right. Breakfast Club, you know, Pretty in Pink, all those. But I also would say that like you should watch Rushmore if you want to yeah. get like a good depiction of like a quirky high schooler, like what it's like to be a geek in high school. Um, and I mean, Jason Schwartzman is just oh. He's such Powerhouse. a he's such a fun character in Powerhouse. this movie. Love him. Um, yeah, I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, and I got to see it when I was in high school, so it kind of resonated with me a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, really, really love uh, Rushmore. But again, I talk about my top three, just barely misses it. Fair and enough. again, I feel like two, three, and four, I could probably rotate around a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely worth talking about being in top five. Fair enough. My number four, we already talked about it. Bottle rocket. Oh, okay. Uh, bottle rocket for me is just the first time we ever see Wes Anderson's, uh, brilliance. And the movie is very different than his other movies. And, uh, even starting with the second film Rushmore, you got more of the quintessential what Wes Anderson is vibes. Uh, and, and this lacks some of that, but it sort of set the building blocks for it. Um, but it's also just, you know, the story itself is just a very interesting story. It's like this bromance between these two dudes and they're on the run. And it's this whole thing that just, um, I don't know that Wes Anderson understood in a different way. And everyone was doing crime movies differently back then. You know, you had Quentin Tarantino doing his thing. You had Martin Scorsese doing his thing. Uh, fun fact, Martin Scorsese loved the bottle rocket short so much. He's part of the reason why Wes Anderson got to make I didn't know that. bottle rocket, the wow. actual full movie. Uh, but yeah, so, but you know, Wes Anderson, people forget Wes Anderson made crime movies. <laughs> like he's made multiple movies right. about crimes and, and, and getaways and stuff. Uh, but we sort of view it in a very different way because of his style, his voice. Uh, but he his, puts almost like a romantic spin on yes. crime in a way. Um, but his style and voice began with Bottle Rocket, and just for that alone, plus you know some very iconic scenes um, that would go on to influence a lot of his work, especially the idea of romance in his work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I had to put Bottle Rocket at my number four. Love it, uh, but not my top three. Okay. All right, here we go. Top three time, baby. Here we go. This is where people will start being like, why so high, Philip? Well, number three, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes, love it. Saw this movie in theaters, fell in love with it. I've seen this movie a hundred times. Um, I, I, again, I love that style of animation. 
for me, I thought the story was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of get like the whole, almost like that bank robber yep. kind of storyline. Yep. And there's just all these like quirky characters and, and it just fits so well. I love the, the voice actors that they get for this and it just everything about that movie. It's, you know, I, I tend to lean towards watching more happy movies and there are some, you know, there's a, you know, a couple of sad moments in there, but for the most part, it seems like a, a fun, happy kind of weird movie. Very similar to like, uh, I guess like a happier version of Watership Down, something like that. Yeah. You know, kind of like these are like different weird animal right. perspectives. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, you know. Love it. I th- love yeah. that he, that world, because it's a different person's world, but he was able to transform it and live in it and do his own. Yeah. Thing and he humanized these, yeah. these farm animals. Love you it. know, that, that farmers are disgusted by, you know, they, yeah. foxes are issues for them. Not, yeah. so yeah, thoroughly love Yeah. My number three is one of my favorite movies of all time. The life aquatic with Steve Zizou. Uh, yeah. So, um, again, the earlier this week I talked about my fear of underwater, uh, <laughs> but it's a fear love t- type deal. Um, and I'm just, deeply fascinated with uh people who are like i'm fascinated with sailors and 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 seamen and uh uh, ships and um submarines and all that and this movie gives you all of that but this is one of his most like hated movies and it's so interesting because it's one of my favorites Mm -hmm. and a lot of it i guess is my love of underwater documentaries i guess i don't know what informs it um, and you know, the, the characters here do a lot of really, uh, uh crappy things. Like they do a lot of crappy things here, mm-hmm. but overall it's the story of this, you know, of ego, of love, of, uh, fatherhood, of doing the right thing, of, um, family and, uh, in such a weird and fascinating setting. And just the world is so perfect for me, the way yeah. it's done. It's so great. And it's so awesome to see a Wes Anderson movie that because he's so about buildings and uh, situations and rooms, and, and, and this is a movie that takes place outside for a lot of it, even but still in his own way. And it takes place in a small confined location, the submarine, the ship, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. And it was also interesting to see his sort of take on the world. This is one of the first times we got to see his take uh, about going around the world. Um, like who, who? How can you forget the like iconic scene of you know them walking down? the the steps in uh in europe so you know overall just uh you know one of the best and bill murray yeah yeah oh yeah what an iconic performance what an amazing man and the ending and and everything about it the story it just worked so well for me um yeah absolutely loved it and all the music uh in it was uh you know Music that was, it was the Portuguese version of David Bowie songs, which yeah. was so fascinating and, and such an interesting choice. Right. Uh, and the soundtrack itself, uh, uh, the the um, artists who, who made the music for the movie is just so fascinating too. So love it, love it, love it. And I love the look of it. I love everything about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll talk about that one here in a second. But before I do that, I now to talk about my number two is not the life aquatic it is the grand budapest hotel wow um, I all think right so life aquatic's your number one i see life aquatic's my number one the reason that these are my number one and two 
Um, and I'll talk about, obviously, I'll talk about Grand Budapest Hotel first. Uh, I love the style. It is way over-stylized. Yes, over but I love the color choices. I love the yeah. way the scenes look. But what really does this for me, what really puts this movie above and beyond all the other Wes Anderson films is the main character. Ralph Fiennes playing this comedic but very right. interesting um, character in a hotel, which right. is just, it. he just, he's so perfect. Probably one of my favorite acting performances by anyone because he just sells this character so well. And he sounds like, yeah, he's a character that just lived this like very interesting right. life. Right. And then is thrown into this like weird um, story. And you're just right. like, where, where is this going to go next? Right. And it just takes you on this like wild, crazy adventure that, yeah is sprinkled with so much like wonderful humor. Yeah. You know, like absolutely like humor that makes me laugh, but also after laughing, I'm still smiling because it's just feel good humor. Right. Um, so yeah, it's mainly the big thing is, is the acting in this movie. It's just so well done. Yeah. Um, and, and the backdrop for it is, it's just, it's just so like, I remember seeing that movie in theaters and then getting out and being like, okay, I need to see that movie again just so I can see this beautiful setting on wow. such a big screen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Grand Budapest Hotel, huge, huge fan of that yeah, one. Yeah, great movie. My number two, The Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> yes, uh, which means Rushmore is my number one. Uh, but, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. The Royal Tenenbaums is quite possibly Wes Anderson, for a lot of people, his best movie. It's like, you know, his quintessential movie it's, right you know fully realized i think rushmore i think with bottle rocket you had um the start of what wes anderson is rushmore he took his first steps but royal tenenbaums his third movie is when he f you got the fully right. realized wes anderson that we know and love mm -hmm. um and again it's about this quirky family it's about all the the, the struggles that they go through uh, but you get a lot of the main actors that will repeat throughout uh uh, um, the movies that he does um, and you have this grand epic story um, and so many moving parts and the music choices. Oh my goodness. The music choice is so fantastic in this movie um, to, I don't know. I, you know, you go up and down with this movie and you also get so many iconic lines and moments. And uh, you know, I just adore, adore this movie. Uh, the The screenplay is so perfect, um, so much so that it's actually studied in schools. Like yeah. people, like it is just yeah. so well done. Um, uh, you know, at just I absolutely. Oh, by the way, co-written with Owen Wilson. Mm -hmm. Owen Wilson co-wrote this movie with Wes Anderson. Um, yeah, I just absolutely adore uh, Royal Tenenbaums. So, yeah, that's a my solid num number two. My number. Two. So we obviously know each other's number ones. Yes. Uh, mine is The Life Aquatic, obviously, for yep. pretty much all the reasons you said. I mean, I love the way that it's shot. Um, there's a scene in the movie where they're all packed into a submarine together, and I love the way the ocean looks with, like, the very obviously fake fish. Yes. And, like, all these, like, sea yes. creatures swimming by, and it's just... I, there's something about it. Uh, I love the dynamic between... You know, you kind of have this love triangle going on. Yeah. Um, really have, messed up love triangle yeah. when you think about it. You have Bill Murray, who is just kind of a terrible human being, but he's also just very lovable. Like, 
Absolutely. You hate him and love him through the right. entire movie. Um, and another thing that was I was a huge fan of was, uh, like you said, the Portuguese covers uh, is by an artist by named Sue George. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love it. Like, I, I love his uh, Major Tom. Right. Like, I, it's such a wonderful song. And it just, it, it was almost like, to me... It was so perfect. The, it fit the movie so perfectly. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. And, and I feel like for all of Wes Anderson movies, this, to me, is where it's the perfect package. He took everything that he's known for, yep. you know... He took the the best people that show up in his movies, and he created this very interesting, unique story about so many different things. As you said, you know, right. it's about fatherhood and love and loss and you know and, and revenge. Oddly yep. enough, you know. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the full premise of the the story. He wants yeah. to get revenge for his lost friend. Yeah. Who got killed by the um, tiger shark or whatever they call it, the rainbow tiger shark or whatever. Yeah. And Jaguar, the Jaguar. Show. Yeah, that's what it Jaguar. is. Um, and I don't know. There's just something about the whole story that. Yeah, and and I also kind of like the the mix between like f- found footage, you know, like shooting yes. it, and then uh, yeah, just everything about it. I thought was was well done. It's also my favorite, like one of my favorite Willem Dafoe performances as oh, yeah. well. Like, <laughs> sorry, sorry uh, we're getting wow. choked up here yeah. talking about Apparently. how great this movie is. Yeah. I um, love it. I love it. But and yeah, that's you know that's why I was in my top three. I absolutely adore that movie. And fun fact, the visuals. It's actually the only Wes Anderson film I own on DVD. Oh wow! I don't own any of the other ones. Interesting. I I own. I think I own most of these. I also own the screenplay for a lot of these, including really the Royal Tenenbaums. Like actual yes. screenplays? Yes. Oh. Yes. Well, they he's they sold them as yeah, like, yeah, yeah. as as um bound books up but i also own the screenplay for my number one rushmore so the reason i love rushmore so much is that to me it felt like his moat before he sort of got set in his style which i adore and love and, mm-hmm. and i know a lot of people have a lot of feelings about rushmore which touched you know it was those sort of first steps to that style um but what i really loved about it is just how um passionate and fiery it felt like he had this story to tell and this vision and he just put it out there and it was so uniquely him and it just exploded everywhere and everyone was just shocked by it they're like wow this is the guy who made bottle rocket yeah. like, we knew he was great but oh yeah. my goodness little did they know the force that would become wes anderson and um you know i just i absolutely love the acting in it i love the music in it bill murray is amazing in it uh, Jason Schwartzman is so great as the lead here. Uh, the height, everything about the height, like the high school story. Um, but I also love that it is doesn't. It was one of the first like, you know, high school or school age stories that didn't necessarily pull any punches, and it was very like yeah. real. Like this is how kids talk. This is how kids are but in a Wes Andersy way. You know yeah. what I mean? So like parents could look at it and be like, my kid talks like that? Oh, but it is kind of... Right. Like I guess still kind of find it adorable. Yes, exactly. Um, but, you know, and, and I kind of love that a little bit. It is rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. And the story is taboo. And, you know, there's certain things about it um, that are, are really of its time, but just, I don't know, for me, m- makes it just such a great movie. Um, and I, I don't know. I... I tend to love, 
I tend to love those types of movies in directors' filmographies, like just before they blow up, just right. before they do this, because it sort of feels like they're like untapped potential. And I saw a movie like Rushmore, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this guy gonna create? Like, what is he gonna do? Because yeah. And look at what he did. After and look that. at what I mean, he, he did. did. So much more. So much more because it's so yeah. You know. And uh, you know, a lot of people talk about Bottle Rocket being that first one, and, and it really is. But Rushmore really truly announced Wes Anderson to the world. I think for a lot of people, when they think of Rushmore, you know, that's the movie that gave us Royal Tenenbaums. If it weren't for Rushmore, we wouldn't get Royal Tenenbaums, and if it weren't for Royal Tenenbaums, you wouldn't get the Wes Anderson right. universe and world. Uh, so that's why those two are my top two. Um, I just absolutely adore them. Love the writing. Love everything about them. Uh, and I love Wes Anderson. Overall, oh, I love Wes Anderson. Yeah. I mean, and that's... I know people go up and down with him over the years, but mm-hmm. I adore I adore his work. I mean, that, and that was kind of the thing is when, you know, we did the Quentin Tarantino movies, I immediately was like, who would I want to do next? And it was Wes Anderson. Yeah. Because... I think his movies, even though they can be dark and sometimes depressing and, and touch on different things like mental illness or, or loss and things like that, there's still this like kind of wonderful uplifting feeling and it's, it's yeah. in the way that these movies are there's shot. There's a hopefulness. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I mean, uh, he, he was a director that I got on into when I was like, Oh, I'm into film, you right. know? And I feel like for me, you know, he's a director for my generation, you know, oh, yeah. for my, you know, I saw Rushmore when I was in high school and I get right. to see all these like weird character studies as I've gotten older. So, you know, I kind of like Tarantino, I would be like Wes Anderson's one of my directors. For sure. And same with like Tarantino, although a little less so because it, you know, we couldn't necessarily see all his movies. In exactly. Theater. Yeah. But Wes Anderson's one of the few directors that I've seen the majority of his movies during yeah. their theater runs mm-hmm. and that's special like that feels really special right to me yeah. obviously some of his earlier films i didn't but for the but most still part, like you know like, like and whenever a new one comes out i'm there no matter oh what. yeah like, no matter yeah. what i will well, always go see you with Anderson. i didn't see moonrise <laughs> yeah you need to you need to re- reassess I, I mean i yeah maybe i'll i'll but yeah i'll i'll get back at that because i i know a lot of people who do love that movie yeah. but um I, yeah I, I recommend seeing every Wes anderson film for sure. All right. Well, that has been our episode for the day. That was a fun one. And actually, we did in pretty good time. We could have gone longer, but we did in pretty well, luckily, good time. Luckily, I don't remember like the back half <laughs> as much as I do the front. Uh, all right. So that is our episode. Let us know what your Wes Anderson filmography ranking is. Reach out to us on our social at Daily Sunnyside or on our email. At also, Daily try Sunnyside and sell me on uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. Try to sell Philip on that. Yeah. All right. Try, try and convince me. I want right. to know. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.